0: Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed.
1: Thank you for listening to this Belly Up Sports Podcast Network product. Some said we go belly up, so we made it our name, and we're still here. Beer. This week on the Garage Beers podcast. It's a very special episode 83, dropping on a very special day uh, from Channel 5 WEWS as a a digital content producer. You also know her as just a reporter that covers all the sports teams, especially her incredible work with the Cleveland Browns. Cameron Justice jumps back on with us, and we're going to play the schedule game. All that, plus, of course, we got our Garage Beers of the Week. So coming up the driveway, open up your favorite lawn chair, crack open a cold one, and join us for Garage Beers. And welcome on in everybody. It's a special episode. It's episode 83 of the Garage Beers podcast. Coming at you on a on a special day. One day before the Browns take on the Chicago Bears, the one and one Browns and the one and one Is it the one and one Bears, right? Am I losing my mind? It is. It's it is. the one yeah, yeah. and one Bears. I, like I've lost yeah. my mind. Yeah. Uh we have uh, a, a very special guest here joining us for the third time on the Garage Beers podcast. Uh, and we're going to play the schedule game to get you prepared for the Browns and the Bears and the rest of the Browns season. We we didn't play the schedule game earlier and we were like, this just isn't right. It doesn't feel right. So joining us this week is going to be our uh, one of our favorite people, our favorite guests on the podcast, uh, a digital content producer for WEWS. And I feel like that doesn't even begin to explain everything she does because she's everywhere all over Cleveland sports. But it's Cameron Justice. I'm introducing you first. I'm like all off base here, but I'm introducing you first. Cameron, welcome to the Garage Beers Podcast. Hey, thanks for
2: having me back. It's fun. I'm excited. I'm glad I was able to come back. Thanks for not, Listen, you know, counting me is, out after the, after the first time.
3: <laughs> never. Listen, This never. is the third time, Cameron. I believe, I got to check the records. I believe you are now the most reoccurring guest on this show.
1: You have, you have a badge of honor for Put you. Put it on
2: a t-shirt or something. Like, let people know. <laughs>
1: Speaking of a t shirt, uh, if you need a Garage Beer, there <laughs> we go. Uh, yeah, yeah, I'm right missing it. <laughs> garage, GaragebeerShop.com. Uh, Cameron, thank you so much for joining us. I should introduce everybody else for uh, everybody else as well. Uh, I'm your host, as always, Michael Keefe. Go find me at Garage Beers. Mike, over there on the east side of Cleveland, one of my co hosts, it's Chad Meyer at Garage Beers. Chad, Chad, what's going on, oh, man? Hi. 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 I,
3: I am in my oh wait. Shit. No, I can't. I, <laughs> I was just gonna say my porch is soaked from all the rain tonight, but for, I forget it's technically Saturday. Uh it's okay. Yeah. yeah guys, uh, <laughs> I'm, good. <laughs> I'm good. I'm good. I'm <laughs> good. Are, uh, yeah, Are you? Yeah, I'm pretty good. Yeah, let's just uh let, let, let's pick the same record. Let's all four of us pick the same record for the Browns again and just make it happen. I mean it I mean it's, it's, year, it's it's, cycle back to this and uh let's let's go.
1: Uh it's, 14 and 2, 3, 14 and 3. There we go. Uh, hey, I'm in. I'm in for 14 and 3. Uh, so Chad's over on the east side and joining us down in Nashville. My other co-host at Garage Beers Joe Online it's Joey Whalen. What's up, Joe? Hello.
4: I will not ruin the show magic. Happy Saturday, everybody. <laughs> Happy Saturday. Uh, <laughs> I'm just excited that I have a Browns jersey that is like current for the first time, I think, ever in my life. I think I, I had like a personalized jersey when I was younger, and now I have an OBJ jersey. And I think they're on, I don't know. I think we talked about this before, but they are kind of on clearance when we got them. Uh, So hopefully that's not like any indication of like trades or anything. I think
1: um, they just ran a sale. It was great though. It was like 30 bucks. It
4: was like 35 bucks
1: for a Jersey. It was awesome. Uh, All right, boys. Uh, Again, remember, as always, the Garage Beers podcast is brought to you on the Belly Up Sports Podcast Network. So go check out Belly Up Sports. Uh, But we are really excited to talk a little Browns here on this day before the Chicago Bears game. Before we get into the Browns, we're going to have a special edition of our Garage Beers of the Week where we go around and talk about what we're drinking. So let's get into that. And as always, first of all, ladies first. Second of all, special guests first. So you get like all the honors. Let's throw it over. Cameron, what do, What are you drinking here on uh, on for your garage beer? We're week?
2: doing a seltzer, not a beer, because I'm on that bandwagon. Okay. I can't stop. There
1: uh, we go. <laughs> garage seltzer's the week. We're okay this with that. This is
2: a cacti. It's Travis Scott's like collab. So it's already like, you know, hip and trendy, but it's 7% <laughs> and it's got agave tequila in it. So and it tastes what? great. So that's what we're going with.
3: Well, and it's low calorie. That's the beautiful thing yeah, about seltzer. Thing. It's like di- it's like diet drinking.
2: It feels like you're not <laughs> drinking anything. Like beers, you know, you get a little heavy sometimes, especially the darker beers. You feel you know like bloated and gross. With seltzer, you can drink a couple of these bad boys. It's like drinking water, except it's not.
1: Yeah, yeah. you just nice. Cameron, up your day. Camera just made me realize something. What? That's the thing we've been missing on this podcast, and here it is, hip and trendy. Oh, we don't do hip and trendy. We are. Which one of us is hip and trendy, Cameron? You brought hip and trendy to the podcast. Thank you. Thank
2: you. I try. (laughs) We appreciate you for that.
1: (laughs) Showing our age, Mike. I'm still 29. Yeah, somebody's going to have to tell me who Travis Scott is one of these days. But, um, uh, anyways, we're going to move on. Uh, Cameron brought the seltzer. We love that. Chad, over on the east side, what are you drinking for your garage beer of the week? Uh, Well, you guys know that I'm a big seasonal beer guy. Uh,
3: and now that it is fall, uh, these beers are acceptable for me to drink now. And Mike, I believe you're going to be pretty upset with me. Uh, but Uh from Southern tier folks, I have the warlock. Uh I have the Imperial pumpkin stout. Uh, Uh, it's a rarity, Uh, you know, it's very limited. You know, once, once these are out, they're gone guys, they're gone. So this is the, uh, warlock Imperial pumpkin stout. It is delicious. And uh, yeah, we just talked about dark beer. Cameron just talked about dark beers. It's going to make me feel really bloated because it is.
1: <laughs> well, you match how you feel, I guess, is what they say, right? So, do they <laughs> are you trying that? to say I'm always bloated? Is that a <laughs> Come on, dude. <laughs> I was just talking about your head. It's fine. Uh, oh, okay. All right, Joe, Joey. What's your garage beer of the week? Uh,
4: I do like the pumpkin beers, but I'm more of an Oktoberfest beer person, personally. Uh, so we got the Bartoberfest. Uh, from oh, Thirsty Dog, so yeah. good, so good, it's so delicious. It's so easy drinking, and uh, uh, it's just good beer.
1: I think that's I think that's Thirsty Dog's. I think that's my favorite beer they make.
4: I was second. That's to a, 12, that's a dogs. great
1: Oktoberfest.
4: Second to Twelve Dogs,
1: but it's Fair. it's really good. All right, we got seltzer, we got pumpkin and fall beers. I had to bring it a little more themed for the episode because we're talking Browns. We're gonna play the schedule game here in just a minute. So I had to bring it out or, or around to the Browns. And when you're drinking beer and you're talking Browns, there's only one guy that embodies beer and Browns. Besides me, <laughs> there's one guy that does it the best. His name's Joe Thomas. So it's the uh, Joe Thomas 73 Colch from uh, Great Lakes Brewing.
2: Great choice. <laughs>
1: <laughs> what you do over there, Chad?
3: Uh, well, uh, Cameron, you ever, have
2: you ever been bit by a dog? <laughs> <laughs> this is a very strange question yeah. and I need to know what <laughs> it's Well, no, I, I got bit by a dog at
3: work this week and I, I, I accidentally uh, put wrong pressure on my hand. Look at that right there. Yeah. Oh <laughs> And, like, uh, dude, like, hang on for a yeah, minute. I, yeah, I put pressure. I put pressure on the wrong part of my hand and it, it just I got uh, I love dogs. Ouch.
2: I love dogs so much that I don't know what happened, but I'm guaranteeing it was your fault and the dog is off the hook. <laughs>
3: Okay. All right. I, I, she's starting to know you, Chad. She,
1: she's starting to get you, Chad. We're Three times uh, well, on the well, podcast and she knows. We'll, we'll, the chat. we'll see. We'll yeah. see about the, we'll, we'll see about the fourth time, Cameron. <laughs> <laughs> you did ask that question. I didn't even talk about my beard, but you did ask that question very weird. Like you ever been bit by a dog? If run, well, I, I mean, I had, give, I had to give I had to give I context as to why you, am I handed It reminded me of the movie Airplane when the pilot's like, you ever seen a grown man naked, Timmy? Like The way you ask that question. My bad. 73 Kolsch, Great Lakes Brewing. It is a fully flavorful, delicious Kolsch. And it's got... I want to say it's like a combination of old offensive lineman Joe Thomas, but also like ripped muscles Joe Thomas on the can. Like they combined the two guys. And uh, yeah, he's just a legend. So... That's what I did. We're talking Browns. We're having the 73 Colts. So those are our garage beers of the week. Make sure you get online. Go to at the garage beers on all of our socials. Send us your garage beers. Any suggestions you have for us to try. And we will do that. With that being said, Cameron, gentlemen, let's talk a little Browns. So again, we're going to play the schedule game, but we are a couple weeks late. We, we missed the first couple weeks on the schedule game. Uh, that's Okay. Because the NFL added a week, so it's like we really only missed one week. So let's real quick, Cameron, I'm interested in in just hearing your thoughts. Not that we haven't heard them just on Twitter or TV or radio or literally everywhere because that's where you are. Uh, But let's just talk briefly about these first couple games, not in depth, but just kind of your thoughts on uh, start with week one. If we're going to talk about the schedule game week one at Kansas City, the Browns lose 33 to 29. Kind of how are you feeling after that game? What were your impressions?
2: So I did not think I logically, I thought I thought they had a chance to win that game. But I mean, when when I was asked my prediction, I gave it to the Chiefs because that's a tough matchup. And, you know, the Browns are still they have to gel. They have to figure their stuff out still. And so I gave that game to the Chiefs. Um, But what I didn't expect, I expected the Browns to compete. Right. But what I didn't expect is how dominant they looked in that first half. It was incredible i mean that's what like i expected the browns to look like a couple games deep into this season not right off the rip against the kansas city chiefs so so that for me was after the game after they lost it was almost, it was a tough loss just because it looked so good in the first half and they could have won they beat themselves they did like you know the mistakes snowballed and they couldn't get away from it and they kind of shot themselves in the foot with those mistakes um and, and the thing is, if that was any other team, honestly, probably would have been able to recover. But the Chiefs will exploit any mistake that you make. You cannot make mistakes against the Chiefs. The Chiefs didn't make any mistakes. and uh, The Browns made three. And those three were game changers for, for the Browns. And, and, you know, that's what kind of, not kind of, that is what cost them the game. And so it was a little deflating to see, you know, all that potential built up in that first half and go into the second half and it's and it's like well they didn't lose to the chiefs they lost to themselves and the chiefs exploited everything <laughs> that they did wrong um right. but still you have to walk away from that looking at the way they competed uh you know through that first half and, and even you know trying to get down the stretch had baker mayfield not been caught up around his leg might have got that out of there who knows what that drive would have turned into um it was just you know a, a, a unlucky situation but for me, I looked at it and you know I was like, you know what? That's not that. It's not that bad. I thought they were going to lose that game anyway. The fact that they looked good for so much of it, very promising. And then you address those issues that came in the second half, and you make sure you focus on not making those mistakes, winning the turnover battle, and and really honing in on that as you prepare to hopefully face them in the playoffs. Because well, not hopefully face them. Hopefully, they wouldn't have to play them, and someone else would knock them out. But probably not. The case. Somebody else said you're yeah. probably going to have to go through the cheese. And and so to be yeah. able to do what they were what they did in that in that first half, and I think you take that those mistakes, and that helps you build towards that playoff appearance against them later down the road. So overall, I think know, it, was it was good. It, inter-
1: it was interesting just to skip ahead to week two for the Chiefs. It was interesting to see the same thing happen to the Chiefs that happened to the Browns. Yeah, week one the Browns play well, play well, play well. Three mistakes, and the Chiefs capitalize. That exact same thing happened to the Chiefs this last week. Played well, played well, played well, and then all of a sudden, uncharacteristic Patrick Mahomes interception, uh, Clyde Edwards-Helaire fumble, and all of a sudden, it's Baltimore that exploits it, and the Chiefs lose. It was it was ex- almost the exact same situation. And the
2: Ravens are a kind of team that the, they do similar things to the Chiefs in that, in the sense of you can't make too many mistakes against them. You can't you, nope. you can't let yourself get they like if you best yourself, they'll they'll make sure it sticks. Uh, not to the extent as the, uh, to the chiefs, the chiefs are right, definitely the right. tougher matchup when it comes to the two, but they, they do that same kind of thing. And so, yeah, the chiefs, uh, had a taste of their own medicine, not, not good for yeah. anybody here in Cleveland, <laughs> but no, I mean, it's it just part, it's part of the NFL. It's part of the game and you, you hate to see it when it doesn't, uh, you know, help you out in your division, but it's also eye opening. you know, the Browns. I have to go on and face the Ravens twice this season. So knowing that you kind of have to prepare for them in the same sense that you prepared for the chiefs of not letting them take the game over, not losing that momentum and not making those mistakes, not turning the ball over. Cause they'll take advantage of it every time. I think that might be a little bit uh, helpful to see that they play the same kind of style that, that, that the chiefs are playing in that sense.
3: I mean, we'll, we'll get to that in a minute, but how interesting is it that we're that we're getting we're playing the Ravens in back-to-back weeks and even though I know there's the bye week in between but you play them and then you get two weeks to prepare for them, so I, that's my most interesting part
1: of the season for me, I don't know what you guys feel. Okay, well look, hold on Skippy Pants <laughs> we, gotta, we gotta play the schedule game, Skippy Pants Magoo listen, over there. Listen, hold you on. know what? You know what? I, I'm just here, guys <laughs> I'll going <laughs> to skip you. ahead to week I'll 12 I'll, through 14
3: I'll talk to you in a little bit <laughs>
1: Listen, sir, you got to play. You got to play the first ten holes before you get to Amen Corner, okay, buddy? You can't just fly to Week Twelve and just go for it. Uh, uh, no, that was kind of our. It was a pretty loss. It was a pretty loss. It's still a loss, but it was. It was man. The the hopes were high, and and I feel like everybody in Cleveland was like, okay, that's fine. Uh, then came last week, thirty one twenty one in a in a nail biter against the Houston Texans, and I think a lot of people. I don't know that I fully on board with this, but call it an ugly win uh, where you had to scratch and claw and things went wrong. And your quarterback is out making tackles and getting hurt and uh, receivers aren't finishing their routes. And, and uh, one of the guys that we've had on the podcast from the OBR, Jake Burns, uh, he said he, he studied the tape and he said they, for the first time in forever, they looked kind of disinterested. Like they were just out there going through the motions. And yet in the end, you beat the Houston Texans 31-21. You beat another NFL team by 10 points. So, should there be as much um uh like anger and like frustration going around? Like I feel like people around the city this week are like, "Uh, they should have crushed the Texans." Should that be the thing or is it like, "Hey, you won by 10, move on." Oh,
2: I understand it. I mean, I guess you, yeah, you should be frustrated because as a fan, you want the best product every single week. You want to see what they're able to do. <laughs> well. And I, and and that was not the best that they can put on the field defensively, I'll tell you that. And and they didn't look great out there for a lot of it. And so, yeah, I'm like, I would never knock anyone for being frustrated about that because you want to see it click. And and if it is the case, which it very well could be, I think Jake Burns is really onto something there. I saw that. I saw his his take on that. And I I, I can see it too about the disinterest and playing board Uh, But you can't have that. You don't want to see that ever because that's how you fall into a trap game. I know it's easy to do that when you're playing a team like the Texans who should have no chance at, you know, beating you or looking good against you. But but you risk, it's the NFL, no matter what, no matter what team you're playing against, they are in the NFL. They can beat you. And if you play too lazy, if you play too bored, it's not going to end well for you. Yeah, that's how you end up in a trap. And so... You know, if that, if that is the case, you don't want to see that ever. You want full-throated effort, as Kevin Spansky said, mm-hmm. the entire time. Um, and so I think that if that was the case, as we move on, that might click a little bit. I think it might have clicked after that game because it was so close and because it was like, a, oh, we've got to rally this uh, back, get this under control, and, and win handily because we can't right. look like we you know, skim by, can't rely on, a, you know, your kicker to win this game for you. That's not a great look. So, uh, you know, not a great, not a great win. It's a win, so it's great, but not a great win because you want to see that full, really focused, really passionate effort. And you wanted to see them just annihilate them, right? That's like, that's <laughs> what it's supposed to be. That's what you expected. And and so I think the defense does have some growing pains. And you know, they, they talked about it today. Um, Greg Newsom was very, very enlightening and saying like, hey, yeah, I think we sometimes we do too much, myself included, like trying to do too much, trying to cover guys that we're not supposed to cover right. and, and cover too many people at the same time. And they're out of their, you know, positioning for whatever their scheme is. And, and then it ends up, you know, guy wide open down the middle or you get burned out and, you know, you don't have time to even turn your head around to make a play in the ball. So. Yes, I think that this, that game, uh, you know, week two game against the Texans should be an eye opener. And I think that it would be strange to see that again, even against the teams that are hot garbage, for lack of a better word. (laughs) You don't want to see that again. I don't think they want to see that again. So they said it comes down to technique and just, you know, playing passionately and playing, not doing too much and just staying focused on their assignments and making sure they're there. So come week three and four and five and six, hopefully that remains the case and they work with that. And Joe Woods, this is his season to shine and he's got some injuries here and there and it's kind of uh, impacting the way that he wants to run this defense. But I think this is the year where he has to, no matter what, figure something out and and show, you know, this is at least a glimpse of what a full healthy roster would defensive roster with him leading it as a defensive coordinator could look like because there's a lot of fans that are against him uh yeah and i mean i can't blame them for seeing what the effort that they put out and seeing you know what's the lack luster of the defense that's supposed to be so explosive it just hasn't clicked yet so we're waiting for that but i think i think that week two is a maybe like a pick me up for like, oh, we got to, we got to get this together. And we've got to, we've got to deliver a little bit more than we were putting out there because any team in any given week can beat you if you don't put the effort in.
3: So this is, so this is an obvious question for me that pops into my mind is, you know, was it a mistake not playing a lot of them in the preseason or do you think they have the room to, to, to work through those growing pains here in the regular season?
2: I mean, I think that see, I'm not like a big preseason person. I think the preseason
3: hmm.
2: is not as important as many people think. I do. I mean, because no matter what, yeah. I mean, it would be good to gel and click and get that chemistry. But at the same time, you're not going to put your starters in there for the whole time. Uh, you, sure. you get a couple sure. series with them, and who's to say that you're going against their starters? And they may, if they're not playing their starters, if they're playing, you know, their second string your third string guy the practice squad guys against them is that a real look is that really helping you I think that it can help um when it comes to you know the, like the pace of the game and getting your timing down a little bit mm-hmm. but these veteran, like the veterans they know what they're doing and it it comes down to just like mm-hmm. you know clicking so if you have a team that's talented enough like the Browns have enough talent and enough talent that's proven they have a lot of rookies right and a lot of like younger guys but they also have proven veterans and veteran leaders to help guide that. So I think that they're in a position that, you know, you don't have to necessarily play all your starters in the, in the preseason to get yourself ahead of the game. Now it could help, but I don't think it necessarily hinders your season the way that a lot of people act like it does when, when they're not as strong. I don't know that if they had played the defensive starters through the preseason, that it would be any different than right now, especially if week two looked like that because they didn't take it as seriously as they should have. I think that would have happened no matter what. Right. And it would have kind of fallen right. through mm-hmm. the cracks. So I, I'm not like, a, you know, afraid to, I'm not one of the people that I fear the preseason and fear injuries. I don't think you can approach it that way because sure. injuries can happen at any given moment but i don't think it's as important as uh you know a lot of people make it out to be and i'm not one of the people that think that it's super necessary and i don't freak out if somebody's not playing in the preseason i don't think that that's going to be you know the end all be all or cause the first part of the season to be you know not solid or not as you know as reformed as it should be
1: i think you've hit on i like you hit on About 127 good points there. And I think the ultimate one is what we've heard from the team. Like, one, you got to give a little credit to the Texans, man. Just because the Texans are supposed to be bad, and and they're not going to be good, but just because they're supposed to be bad doesn't mean they don't come out and play well and doesn't mean they're not NFL players. Tyrod Taylor looked comfortable. Like, he never looked comfortable like that when he was in Cleveland he looked comfortable. Like he, he looked like he was running that offense with comfort. And, and, you know, that's dangerous for a guy like him that knows what he's doing. He's a veteran. Uh, so a little credit to the Texans. Uh, I think they blocked well. I think they, they played an overall good game. And I think their defense is better than what anybody wants to give them credit for. Uh, having said that, you still won by 10. You won by 10. And I think, you know, what they're telling you I don't think there's anything wrong with saying, yeah, that's true. Like, I acknowledge that they got to gel, and especially defensively. You've seen it. How many times have you seen two players cover the same guy and leave a guy streaking open down the sideline? It happened in the Texans game. It's it's, That's communication and gelling, and it'll happen. Chad, what do you want? I What? I wasn't going to say anything. You're over there wagging your finger at me. What do you
3: want? Oh, I don't know. Well, I don't know. Uh, way to ask a question that's not jumping ahead, Chad. All right.
1: <laughs> All right. <laughs> Let's get into the schedule game. The Browns are one and one. So we each get a free two wins because we obviously would have picked them to lose the first game and win the second game. Uh, so we get free ones there. So that brings us to this week. Uh, the Bears announced that Justin Fields is going to start. Uh, the Bears have a really good defense still offensively they have a lot of things to to be desired but they are one and one they're coming off uh what did the bears do they lost right justin fields came in played. Oh, they, they won they won that's right yeah yes sorry they, they lost week, week on one to, yeah. uh, um, they beat one cincinnati this last week got it uh, right so the bears are one and one so let's throw it around uh miss cameron justice what do you think for this week,
2: yeah, I think that uh, the announcement of Justin Fields playing, uh, what I was more, I was hoping you know, for the Browns' sake, that Andy Dalton played because we know who Andy Dalton is as a quarterback, we know who he is, <laughs> yeah. and you know, not to discredit Andy Dalton, he's had some good moments, but overall, he uh, is not completely a threat to the Browns right now in the sense of where the roster is. I think that that we know who he is. He's proven who he is and you can prepare for that a little bit better than you can prepare for Justin Fields, Justin Fields. We right. don't know who he is yet. And we know who he was in college. We know what he's capable of doing. We know that he can, He's mobile. We know that he's a threat on the ground. We know that he's a threat in the air. We know that he's athletic. He's dynamic, as Coach Kevin Stefanski described him today. Uh, he's electric, as Greg Newsom yeah, described yeah. him today. He he's a he's a he's a great athlete, and so we don't know what that translates to as an NFL quarterback. He's a rookie, so obviously there will be mistakes that are made. But because we don't know what he looks like that to me feels a little bit more worrisome than Andy Dalton because we know what Andy Dalton looks like. We know what he would come out with. Um, and so I think that puts the Browns at a little bit more of a disadvantage than they were, you know, just a couple hours ago when, or a couple days ago, this is on Saturday, a couple days ago when they announced <laughs> that Justin Fields, uh, was going to be starting for them. Um, but I, I still think this one, um, should be a win for the Browns, because he is a rookie, no matter what he gives you, he's a rookie. He should, I mean, even if he has a good game, you should be able to exploit those areas in which he, you know, the the couple missteps he might make because he's bound to make them. Even if he has a great game and he looks really good, he's going to make a couple mistakes. So the Browns should be able to exploit those uh, in the, in the way that, you know, they were exploited in week one and take advantage of those. Now, the the bears, like you said, the defense, is incredible. Um, And Mm -hmm. so that's going to be interesting, but on the plus side, the Browns have the best offensive line in the league and they've looked solid. They've had like Rocky moments, check the rest off, but they've looked great just like we thought they would just like they should be looking like, you know, last year they they came back as a whole and the core is back. And so, you know, that even with a strong bears defense, you have Baker Mayfield protected. He should be comfortable yes. in the pocket and, you know, and they're going to try to establish that run game. They're going to, they've got, you know, you sweat it with Nick Chubb and Kareem Hahn looks great. They've looked great all season, even, even just a couple, you know, into that first half of the Texans game, it was a little slow. They were trying to establish that, but you just keep pushing and you just keep you know, and and it, you'll break through and you always will. With Nick That's, Chubb and Kareem Hunt, you will always break through the run game. Yeah. So I think they do that. And it's the same situation, especially with Baker Mayfield's shoulder. He doesn't look, you know, hurt by any means. He's out there slinging the ball around like normal. But <laughs> it is, you know, you still, you don't want to exaggerate anything like that. So I think that it should be a lot of run game uh, and they should be able to you know, push that forward. And I think that with all of that, it might be a little close. I don't think it's going to be a blowout, but I think the Browns take that. And that was a very long explanation of why I think the Browns are going to win. Week. Um,
1: <laughs> yeah, but it was great. It was great. Uh, all right. So camera justice gives the Browns a win against the bears. Chad. Uh, guys, this game scares the shit out of me. Uh,
3: it, it, until a couple of hours ago, uh, you know when when Justin Fields was announced as a starter, I had this as an easy win. I mean, Andy Dalton is is just not a good quarterback anymore. He's on the last couple of holes of his uh, uh, of the back nine of his career. Uh, but but now that Justin Fields is starting, and knowing that this defense still needs to gel and how just how soft they were playing uh, this past Sunday, it it, it, it it scares me because Justin Fields, you know. Yes, he's a rookie quarterback, but he's a rookie who is, who, who is very calm. Uh, he's a rookie who is very poised. He's a rookie who, I, I mean, granted, I don't, I don't care. I, I don't care what level, you, what year you are in the NFL of a quarterback. If you play a soft zone, if you play a soft zone like the Browns have been these past couple of, a couple of uh, games, a quarterback's going to pick you apart. And that combined with Justin Fields' mobility really scares me really scares me, but you know, then we circle back to the fact that he is a rookie. I think if you're able to force him into a couple of mistakes, I think the Browns uh, have the running game uh, that can wear this Bears defense down, this very good Bears defense down, just like we saw them do against many good defenses last year. Uh, We saw them do it against against the Chiefs this year, and we eventually wore down the Texans, because remember, the Texans played the run very well in that first quarter-ish but then the Browns eventually wore them down and were able to get some yards in the ground game. So those factors, I, I for me, like putting all that together, I'd say it's it, it's a close close win for the Browns, closer than I'd like it to be, but it is, it is a win for
1: the Browns. All right, so Chad gives the Browns a win against the Bears. Joe?
4: You're only really too nice to the Bears. I think this is a game that the defense is going to come together. I mean, Justin Fields was you know, has potential to be a really good quarterback, but he doesn't bring anything to the table that Lamar Jackson doesn't bring that the Browns have seen multiple times. Um, I think it's not a blowout, but I think they win by at least 14. Woo! That's a blowout in the NFL, dude. I think think it should be a pretty easy game for the Browns. Also looking at the rest of the schedule, like if you're worried about this game, there's some other, other sleeper games in there that I'd be more worried about than this one.
1: All right, so Joe, we got all wins so far, and I'm not going to detract from that. I think the Browns win this game, and I actually am a little more in agreement with Joe than I am uh, than I am with the the close game predictions. And here's here's the thing: from what I'm listening to, all the Cleveland fans talking about Justin Fields, the one thing I will say is I think, and don't take this as me saying this for his career, but I think when you're talking about start number one, Justin Fields, I think everybody in Cleveland's looking at him with some scarlet and gray colored glasses on. Uh, they're, they're looking at him as if he's the Ohio State quarterback that was so good that took them to the national title game last year and all that. And he is still that player, and he can be that player in the NFL. He's not that guy yet. He's not that guy. He can come out and play a good game. I'm not saying that he isn't going to do that, but a rookie coming into Cleveland, making his start on the road in a, in a state that he played college The nerves are going to be up there. The pressure is going to be on. And I am not anticipating a huge game by Justin Fields. I think the defense, I'm with Joe. I think the defense locks it down. I think the offense doesn't. For the first time this year, I wouldn't say they score 30. But I would say this is more of one of those 24 to 14 type of games. Uh, And and I think the Browns win. So, yeah, I don't think the pressure is there. But, you know, I agree with you. I agree with it for the most part. So let's send it over to week four then. So we've all got the Browns winning against the Bears. Then the Browns go up north. They go to the beautiful U.S. Bank Stadium and they take on the 0-2 as of right now. Minnesota Vikings, uh, Cameron Justice, what do you feel about that game?
2: You know, I th- again, I'm going to give the Browns a win. Um, the Vikings are 0-2. <laughs>
3: <laughs> <laughs> they-,
4: yes. they lost
2: to the Bengals uh, week one. And I, I, week three they're they're going against the Seahawks. So by that point they might be zero and three. Yep. So, you know they're going to play hard because I mean if their record's that bad you you don't want to go zero four if you're no if you're one and two you're already off to a bad start anyway. So I think they'll play hard, but. And, and, you know, maybe try to show up for Kevin Stefanski. <laughs> oh.
1: <You know? laughs> the Stefanski effect.
2: But, you know, I think that the Vikings have what? They have good, they have good offensive weapons, so you can't ever count them out. Yes. Um, I think it'll be a good game, but I think the Browns win that one a little more handily than I think. Though I think the Bears might pose a bigger threat than the Vikings. I think this one will be a little bit uh, bigger of a win for the Browns. Should everything, you know stay on course <laughs> for Cleveland. Um, <laughs> but, you know, yeah, there's, there's, the, there's the connection. So I think that I think it'll be a hard fought game by both teams. It's not a rivalry by any means, but there's just so many connections. I think players and coaches tend to play a little bit harder when you've got the like, So Kevin a spent years there and, you know, he gets to, he gets to play them again, and then you've got Mike prefer and Joe Woods both pl- spent time with the Vikings. So there's connections, and I think that'll be interesting, and I think that'll give it a little bit of some razzle that it wouldn't, wouldn't have otherwise, but I don't think that the Browns should not lose that, and they shouldn't look like they're going to lose it at any point in the game.
1: All right. Love the confidence there. Uh, Chad, Browns and Vikings yeah i feel a lot
3: more confident about this game than i do the than i do the bears game uh you know i mean kirk cousins is is one of the most erratic quarterbacks that i, I of the last five years <laughs> uh and i think the browns defense is gonna kind of have it a little bit more together uh in this game and i don't just i don't see that vikings defense posing any sort of threat to this browns no. offense i think this browns team wins this game pretty easy uh you know to the tune of a I don't know, a 31 to 17-ish type game. So that's that's Browns win versus the Vikings.
1: All right. So Cameron, Chad, both have it as a win. Joe, do you think the Browns go up to Minnesota and get a win?
4: I think they do. Um, I think just the key is an early lead and get the ball out of Delvin Cook's hands. Um, I think it, will be, it won't be a shootout, but I don't think that the Vikings will roll over in this game. Um, but we should win that pretty easily.
1: So that's a win there from Joe. And uh, yeah, listen, again, I I also think this is a relatively easy win for the Browns. Uh, I think the Vikings, again, Cameron, you said it. I think they've got good offensive weapons. Uh, but one thing that I think is sneaky that people aren't really talking about yet, uh, I think the Browns are going to have a really, 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 really good run defense this year. Uh, I think... While people have been clamoring about the pass rush, the run defense has been good so far. I think it's only going to be good this year. I think that's the sneakiest thing about the one, one of the big names they brought in, Jadevian Clowney, through his career and in college. Jadevian Clowney was never that much of a sack guy. He wasn't in college and he wasn't, he hasn't been in the pros. He wasn't a big sack guy. What he is is a run stuffer. He showed you that on a couple plays so far this season where he has just made incredible plays in the backfield on runs. So uh, I think the Browns run defense against teams like the Vikings, where they are reliant on Dalvin Cook to get them going, even though they've got good receivers on the outside. Dalvin Cook is the engine. He's the heart for that team. I think the Browns can stuff him. I agree with Chad. I don't think the Vikings defense stands a chance against the Browns. And I do think uh, I think I'm kind of in line with that 31 14 31 17 type of score uh, for that game in Minnesota. So so far so good on the schedule game, guys. Uh, that's uh, eight predictions and eight wins uh, so far. Now here's one that I'm really interested to hear everybody's take on. Following the week at Minnesota, Week Five, the Cleveland Browns travel to Los Angeles, SoFi Stadium. Justin Herbert and Crew, it's the Chargers. Cameron, what do you think about that game?
2: I think this is when we should be seeing Baker Mayfield as a gunslinger. I want to see <laughs> It should be a shootout. You know, him and Justin Herbert. Justin Herbert beat his rookie record. <laughs> I'm like Right. Yeah, there's some there's some Redemption bad blood. There game. should be some bad blood right there. We gotta let's we go. We gotta go against each other. We gotta you gotta make it we a should game. Fight. But I you know, i again I'm gonna give the Browns this win. Um you know we're two game we're only two games in, but the Chargers have put up twenty points both times, um, and maybe that's just get the engine going get the defenses they played. Not likely. I mean, Washington yeah. Washington should have a good defense, but they did not look good week one, uh, so you can't count that twenty points against them. And and then they actually they put up seventeen against the Cowboys? So you know, and then they play the Chiefs and the and the Raiders after that. I think so. You know, I they're probably going to get crushed by the Chiefs. They should. I thought that about the Ravens, though, too. So here we are. Um, but I think by the time they get to the Browns, I, I, I think maybe the, they would have clicked a little bit, but probably not much in the fact that they're, you know, that low on points and, and the Browns were able to put up 30-plus points in games. I think that one should go to the Browns, and I think they'll do just that. I think it'll be – a higher scoring game offensive takeover. Uh, and, you know, you'll see Baker's arm a little bit more than, than that run game that we normally see them establish as we should. I think it'll be fun, but the Brown should take that win.
1: Hopefully you see Baker's arm and they're both connected to his. Yeah, you body don't
2: want one, you know, right yeah. now they're both connected. <laughs> they're hanging in there. Right back on. As he, as he saw in the
3: mic up, he only needs one. I mean, he buried <laughs> Terrence Mitchell with one hand for God's sake. <laughs>
1: yeah, that's right. But, <laughs> Go on, Chad. Your your uh, your prediction for the oh, Chargers game. Is
3: it, is it just saying okay? Yeah. All right. All right. So I'll just be after Cameron. Uh, That's what we're doing. All right. Well, I just we're going. Got it. Uh, yeah. I, you know, guys. Eventually, I think the one. I think the one thing Baker Mayfield has to do, like, has left to do to really prove to everybody, to all his doubters, that he is a franchise quarterback, is 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 win games solely like by himself like sooner or later the Browns are going to have to rely on Baker Mayfield to win games and I think this is going to be one of those games you know Justin Herbert has the ability to put up points in a hurry with him with him and uh, Keenan Allen and Austin Eckler and Mike Williams you know there's a lot of weapons and he he has the ability to put up points quickly and I think uh, this Chargers defense is going to uh, kind of force Baker Mayfield's hand and I think this is going to be a shootout like Cameron said I'm in full agreement with her uh, and I think the Browns take this one in, I don't, I don't know, you know, a, a
1: 42 to 35 type of game. Woo. That's a lot of points. Yeah. Uh, Joe Woods is pissed somewhere that you said that Joey, he should be. <laughs> Joe, you're muted.
4: No shit. Uh, <laughs> the only thing that concerns me <laughs> about this game is my fantasy running back getting injured. And that's Austin Eckler. Uh, going against this defensive line, um, I, I think they win this pretty easily. I agree with
1: Cameron and, and Chad on that one. Well, I was so interested in this because as I'm looking at this game, I'm thinking, all right, I bet this is the game where somebody on the panel is like, "Oh, I'm not. I don't buy into the Justin Herbert hype so much. Like, I, I, I think he's good. I think he's a good quarterback. But they're talking about Justin Herbert like he's like the next Peyton Manning. Like he's the next." like greatest quarterback. I, I I think he's, I think he's good. He's a little erratic. I think, I think he's a, a, and he's young and he's got room to grow, but he's still young and he's got room to grow. I, I, I agree. I agree with you guys. I feel like I he's think,
4: fine. It's their defense. That just feels underwhelming, this well, year, which is kind of surprising.
1: Here's my thing. Week five, I think is when the Browns defense really starts clicking. Uh, I think. So this is where you'll see in this game, the motivation you're out in LA, you know, uh, you're showing off for that stadium and that crowd uh and this team really clicks in that week I think I think it's a convincing win for the Browns out in la uh and they and they take it so another set of wins for us here on the podcast uh week six here's another one I'm interested in back home but you're taking on this is the 17th game this was the game that was added late uh you're taking on Kyler Murray DeAndre Hopkins some weird crew of running backs that like, I don't know how they even make it in the NFL and the Arizona Cardinals. So, Cameron, uh, how are you feeling about that game?
2: This Ugh. should be one of the most exciting games on the schedule.
1: Yes, One yes.
2: redemption game, because right. 2019 was rough, was real yes. rough. Yeah. <laughs> and th- there's a lot of players still on this team that way went through it. They were not happy. At that point, you hope that Jarvis is back. So if you have Jarvis Landry back, fingers crossed, uh, that could be his return game. Um, And then you've got Odell. Hopefully he's playing then. And they were among the frustrated (laughs) at the last matchup. Very frustrated. Baker Mayfield is, though, he is the one I'm most excited to watch in this game because he's going against his bestie. Who he trash talks all the time. (laughs) The Baker Mayfield, Kyler Murray saga is my favorite. They're they're so good. They're so great. And so, you know, I think that'll be, they both have something to prove against each other in like the friendliest way possible. And so anytime (laughs) they are supposed to, they're supposed to look competitive and it's supposed to look like a good game in 2019, not the case because one Freddie kitchens, he's no longer with us. He's no longer in Cleveland. Not. That sounded like he's gone,
0: gone. He's alive. He's alive. In the, he's alive. In, peace, he's in New York. It's fine. He's okay. <laughs> no, Freddie's fine. He's, he's doing, doing okay. great.
2: Good for him. Do his thing. He's no longer with Cleveland. And you know, and, and I think that this new culture has something to prove, whether they like to admit it or not. When you have a moment to yes. disprove. A, a negative moment from when a lot of you were on the team. I think you take that chance, and so I think this is going to be a fun game. And I'm going to give it to the Browns because they have <laughs> a lot to prove. They've they've got a vendetta, yeah. and they've got they've got to show that you know we can beat the Cardinals. <laughs> although the, I mean, but it's not going to be easy by any means. Like the Cardinals are a really good team. Yeah, they have a lot of good weapons. They added a lot more <laughs> in his offseason, and. They've looked good so far, two games in. So it'll, I think it'll be tough, but I think you give it to the Browns just based off, off, off of that vendetta. They, they both got talent, but the Browns should use their passion to win this game to fuel them a little bit harder.
1: <laughs> gotcha. I, wasn't ready. I wasn't ready for a Freddie Kitchen re- Kitchens reference here. Do you remember when he oh. said, if you don't wear brown and orange, you don't matter? And we all like, were like, yeah, I love this guy. And then he coached. And we were like, oh, no. He shouldn't wear brown and orange, nor matter.
3: That's <laughs> everybody. We, we, we're looking for a sliver of hope. Well, in the last 20 years.
1: Uh, uh, all right, Chad, yeah, go on.
3: Now, guys, um, this prediction is based off of Baker Mayfield having all of his weapons at his disposal, meaning Jarvis comes back and Odell is there and everybody is healthy. But uh, you remember back in, oh, I don't know, 2007, I believe, when it was uh, the Browns beat the Bengals like fifty four to forty eight.
1: Uh yeah 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 yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. that was two thousand seven <laughs> that was the Jamal yeah. Lewis game.
3: <laughs> yeah yeah uh I, I really see this game going this way especially if the Cardinals keep rolling on offense like they are uh, just to, just to start this season I I just I don't see these defenses being able to. Contain these offenses at all. Uh, I, I mean, yeah, Chandler Jones is off to a hot start, uh, but I mean, that's 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 really all this defense has. I mean, J.J. Watt on the other side, yeah. I mean, he's decent, but he's also on the back night of his career. I just see so many points
1: in this game, uh,
3: <laughs> and I I, I I still think the Browns win it, but I think this is going to be an even bigger shootout than the Chargers.
1: So, a Browns win
4: there. All right, Joe. Uh, I'll throw in the first loss here. Um, yeah, I think one thing that's interesting about the Cardinals is like, they've had two very polar opposite games on handling the run. Uh, they held Derrick Henry to under 60 yards in week one. And then Dalvin cook ran all over them for over 120 or 30. <clears throat> so I think if they can limit our run and force us to have a passing attack that game, I don't have huge confidence in us. I think we really need our run uh, to drive this offense. Um, so if if they play us like they played the Titans week one, I would be very nervous on this game. Uh, so I'm going to give us a loss for this. Interesting. First Joe first has loss.
3: no faith in Baker. Joe has no faith in Baker. <laughs> oh,
4: whatever. I, I have an expectation <laughs> level that I'm not setting too high.
1: Uh, Joe, I'm going to mirror you on this one. I give <laughs> him a loss too. Uh, And listen, part of it is (laughs) I have to pick some losses on the schedule. Like part of it, to be completely honest with you, I have to pick a loss or two here or there. Uh, The Browns aren't going 16 and one, I don't think. Uh, So listen, I think the Cardinals uh, really like my, my reasoning for this is that the Cardinals are a good team. And I think a good team can come in here and get a win just like we can go to another good team and get a win. It really boils down to that. I think the Cardinals have a ton of talent. I think they're well coached. I think defensively they have improved. There's not a lot to this other than as I look at this schedule, if I'm going to pick a couple losses, yeah, I could see the Cardinals being one of the teams that nip the nip the Browns. That, that, that's that's my reasoning. There's no real in-depth thing there.
2: To be fair, that was on a borderline loss for me. But the more I thought about it, the more I wanted to give it to Cleveland might be biased because you know i'm from cleveland here we are but i, I do think I, I i mean i agree with you there that this is a game that they could lose if you're picking losses this is one that i would probably have picked and i think i did at first and then i convinced myself otherwise so i would not be surprised if they like i don't think it's like a oh my gosh they lost that i can't believe they lost that they were supposed to win right. i think for right. sure that could be a loss and might be a loss well only time will tell
3: Hey, Arizona could just as easily win this game 54 to 48.
1: (laughs) Okay. Right. Listen, it's, it's, uh, um, again, it's, 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 they're, they're a good team. The Browns are a good team. Uh, Ultimately one team is going to come out and play better. I I just think, uh, like I said, there's just not, I don't, I know there's going to be some games where the Browns uh, are going to take an L this year. And, and I think this is one of those kind of like one of those feel good things too. Uh, You know, if the Browns come out and play well, now here's what I will say. If, if the Browns, Oh, I just like disconnected my microphone. There we go. If the Browns come out and like play a terrific game and they come out and they beat the Cardinals and they look like they do it convincingly, I'm not saying like a blowout, but they look great. All of a sudden, like I've got crazy high expectations for the Browns, but they're going to feel if they do that in week six against the Cardinals, all those expectations are going to feel a lot more real after that game because it's a really good team. So, uh, so two wins and two losses there. Let's send it on to week seven uh, Thursday night against the Teddy Bridgewaters and the Denver Broncos. Cameron.
2: So fun fact, big Teddy Bridgewater fan.
1: Okay. No. Go on.
2: Okay. I am like very excited to see him, you know, back up an NFL team. I was a little worried mm-hmm. there. I was like, that's what's going to happen to his future? Where's he going to go? So glad he got a landing spot. Yeah. Glad he's with the Broncos. Good for him. I like him. I know other people don't. i can a big fan. On. So uh, you know, I think he's a good. <laughs> right. I think he's a good quarterback, and I think that he he's a smart quarterback at times. Like he's got potential, kind of, kind of like Terod Taylor, where he doesn't like if he gets in his yes. element, he's not going to make a lot of mistakes. He, he can be a really smart quarterback, and I think that's where he can trend. Um, and I, I think that he's. I think he's a good a good quarterback and now the Broncos are dealing with a lot of injuries defensively. And by that point in the season, they still might be. Today, um, Bradley Chubb was out for four to six weeks, four to seven weeks, something like that. So that's right along the line of when he might come back, when he, he might be looking to come back and they're still dealing with that, but their defense, although dealing with a lot of injuries, Vic Fangio is no schlub. He has got it together. He's who Browns fans kind of want Joe Woods to be in, in the way that he right. schemes. Um, and so I and, and it's now luckily for the Browns. One, they're they might be a little depleted. And two, they're playing not in Denver. They're playing in Cleveland. So that's uh that's one benefit to it. I but I think that. Again, I'm giving the Browns so many wins, but I have to give them this win because aside from having a solid quarterback, I don't think there's any reason why the Browns would not be able to beat the Broncos at this point. Nothing's changed throughout the season. Players might come back. Other players in the Browns might go out. We don't know how that plays out. But in this moment right now with the players that are projected to play and the players that are been kind of ruled out at this point, I think the Browns get this one
3: yeah I think uh, <laughs> this might come as a surprise but I think I have this as a kind of a sneaky loss for the browns I mean they're coming off of a battle which should be a battle against Arizona on a short week uh, I mean who who knows what type of what what the health of the uh, of these teams might be by then you know if, if Denver because Denver again they made a lot uh, of nice signings I thought defensively in this offseason if they get some of those guys back I, I could see the Broncos sneaking up on the Browns here. At home on a Thursday night on a short week. So I think this is going to be my first loss. A close one, albeit, but this is going to be my first loss.
1: All right. Chad's giving them a loss to the Broncos. All right. Joe.
4: Um, I'm going to give a win. I don't know. I just don't really care about the Broncos. I hope I hope they lose. <laughs> <laughs> I, just, I just like don't like them. I hate how we lost to them. Was that last year, two years ago that we lost to them? Um and just yeah, it was twenty nineteen.
3: Yeah, it was twenty nineteen. It it's always twenty nineteen. Like, it was just like
4: an embarrassing week and like that's like a lot of things. circling back to that.
3: It's full circle. I know, was
4: Tim Tebow the quarterback at that point or Drew no. Locke or the Drew Locke or something at <laughs> that point? Anyways, I'm not a big Broncos fan. I do like Teddy Bridgewater though. I, I will give you props on that. I love Teddy Bridgewater. <laughs> but I just I hope they win. I hope they smack the Broncos this week.
1: I think Tim Tebow was on the Binghamton Mets <laughs> at that point.
4: Yeah, yeah. <laughs> oh, that's right. Yeah.
1: Yeah. I I can hop on the Teddy Bridgewater train. I, the, the dude's a likable guy and he's easy to root for and uh, all the potential and then all the injuries. It's cool to see him back. I think the Browns crushed the Broncos in this game. Like, I think this is, this might be the blowout of the season. In my opinion. Uh, I know the Broncos have a lot of, they've done a lot of good things. I know they've brought in some good players. Uh, I also know that I'm not by their two and O to start the year. I'm not buying that shit at all. Uh, <laughs> I, I a killer. Jesus. I, I like Teddy Bridgewater as a human being. I have no faith in him as a quarterback. I don't have any faith in the running game. I don't have any faith. Oh, no. I think the, res, I think the receivers are average. Cam, like, But everybody Cam- wants Cameron's them. Cameron's not coming but... back. Cameron's not Cameron? coming back. Actually. Why don't you I, dare I, I
2: slander Teddy Bridgewater <laughs> in front of <laughs> my face? <laughs> <laughs>
1: hold on, Kevin. Kevin, hold on. Let me turn my camera off. Okay. <laughs> All right, I don't love Teddy Bridgewater. Uh, I love him as a human being, uh, but as a quarterback, I have no faith. Uh, okay, I'm back. Uh, and and hear me out. Uh, since the inception of Thursday Night Football, remember how bad the Browns have been through the vast majority of the inception of Thursday Night Football. The Browns have a winning record on Thursday Night Football. The Browns always come to play on Thursday Night Football. Always, even when Gary Judy might be back for that game too, right? Jerry Judy might be back. Yeah. Good. Good for Jerry Judy. Again, another guy that's like, it's like, <laughs> it's like, because he's, it's it's like, because he's on a team that like needs receivers to be good. I feel like people always overvalue these receivers for the Broncos. I don't think they're any good. I think Jerry Judy's fine. He'd be like the number three receiver here. He's like Hollywood Higgins. No offense to Hollywood Higgins. He's just a good wide receiver. That isn't great. He's not like a number one. Uh, Anyways, I just think, I think the Browns slaughter the Broncos. I think they come out firing Thursday night football, and this could be the biggest, most lopsided win of the year, in my opinion. Uh, anyways, uh, let's settle. I'm going to settle down over here. I'm going to settle down. Much love to Teddy Bridgewater. Uh, so then we get a fun one the very next week, back at home, week eight, Ben Roethlisberger and the Pittsburgh Steelers. Cameron.
2: Okay. So before I do this one, oh, I have no. been giving so many wins and I have to can I go back? Give me a little healthy scratch off of one of my wins and change it to the L. Uh I have to. I, it's they can't win this many games in a row. Logically. It's they tough, can. They could. But it feels like
4: they should win these they games. They one hundred percent could,
2: but like this is the NFL and I have to be realistic here. And right now, I look unrealistic. So can we throw a loss real quick on the, on the Cardinals one that I was for flop on? Okay. Give me that L, and I'll eat it later if they win, and I'll be very ashamed That's of myself fun. for changing that, but I just feel like i got to throw something else in there because I'm going to give them a win here, too. Okay. <laughs> it's Halloween. It's the Pittsburgh Steelers at home. Now, this could be completely opposite of what I'm about to say because... You know, could be like one of those trap games. You think, oh, we just destroyed them <laughs> twice in a row. Like we, I mean, we beat them in the playoffs for our first playoff appearance in 17th season, first playoff win in 26 years. So you've got that mentality going into it. Could not be so great <laughs> for them because that can tend to get you in one of those trap games. But I don't think this is the case here. Ben Roethlisberger... At this point, I don't know how serious this peck injury is that he's dealing with. It's going to be, you know, something that resides throughout the season, where he's not going to be throwing the ball super deep. But he's already struggling at that point of throwing the getting the ball downfield. He's he's aged. He's it's his time. He is no Tom Brady. He cannot play until he's fifty. Tom Brady could, not Ben Roethlisberger. So I think that this is kind of the end of his his run, and he's not looking great. And I think this is the perfect way to for the Browns to, you know, end end it, really seal the, all right, you are no longer the big brother of our division. We have taken this over. And this is a statement game. And this is the one at home you've got to, this is how you really lay that statement down is with a convincing win over the Steelers. And it should be a convincing win. I think it's going to be a very physical, tough battle because they hate each other. The rivalry is back. And as football fans, you have to love that. It's so much fun. But in this situation, it should not affect the Browns. They should not let that make it a close competition. They should take the heat. They should take the physicality and run over it. Win this one heartily and handily. Browns have to take this one.
1: Can we talk about how ludicrous, absolutely ludicrous it is? To say that Ben Roethlisberger has a peck <laughs> that he is suffering from, there. he is suffering from a male breast injury. Torn boob. What's happening. torn <laughs> boob? One hundred percent a
3: torn boob for Ben Roethlisberger. Yeah, yeah, uh, yeah tb TV right. twelve <laughs> diet my ass. <laughs> yeah, go on, Chad. Uh listen. <laughs> I think this is. Um, I see this as like a twenty-four to seven win or a twenty to seven win for the Browns because that Let's Steelers go. defense, that Steelers defense is good, but that offense is dog shit. Especially with an over-the-hill Ben Roethlisberger at the helm, uh, you know. I I think this is off the back of that playoff victory. I think the Browns are going to be pumped up for this game, and and, and I think they're going to win this one handily, but like, but not, but not, uh, not a blowout. Like it's going to be one of those like oh, the Steelers' offense can't do anything, but the but the Pittsburgh Steelers' defense is going to keep them in this game. So I see this being a 20-7, to 24-7 type win for the Browns. Sweet.
4: Joe? Yeah, that's what I had,
1: too. <laughs> I, I, I mean, like... Yeah. Dynamite <laughs> drop-in, Joe? Yeah.
4: <laughs> I don't know if I have anything to add to that. I just think that it's going to be a, a pretty big defensive battle, and I don't think that the Steelers have enough offensive... Uh, firepower unless somebody else Aside from Brendan Roethlisberger Is a quarterback that week
1: Yeah I so think would that, uh, be, that would be um, Mason Rudolph No, Or just, uh, um, uh, Dwayne Haskins Dwayne Haskins yes Maybe I don't know who would back up it, it, I would be I more worried
4: we're... about Dwayne Haskins And the Steelers than Ben Roethlisberger And the Steelers
1: And that's not think, that, that big of a worry think, I don't <laughs> think and we're worried not, about any and quarterback And that's
3: not that big of a worry <laughs>
1: Yeah uh, All right. So I'm going to tack on with another win. And Cameron, I love kind of what you said. I think, I think you're right. I think the Browns over the past couple seasons have been popping these wins off against the Steelers Uh, obviously last year uh, winning two of their three matchups. And I, I think uh, kind of laying it to rest. The Steelers have weapons. I like, I like Najee Harris. Uh, I think Chase Claypool and Juju Smith-Schuster and Deontay Johnson form a formidable receiving trio. I think those are really good receivers.
4: They form a receiving trio.
1: (laughs) Correct. A formidable one. Uh, Having said that, the offensive line is trash. And Ben Roethlisberger under pressure is awful. And I think the Browns handle that offensive line. I think they get pressure on Ben. And I I I think, Chad, you're right. I think the defense of Pittsburgh is to be respected. Uh, but I I don't particularly see this being super close. So Brown's win there week nine down to Cincinnati down to Joe Burrow and company off to a one and one start on the year. Uh, Cameron week nine. How are you feeling about it?
2: I think that by week nine, Joe Burrow should, you know, have looked like Joe Burrow and, and unless his offensive line does not protect him. Big issue there. Uh, but you would think that even if they didn't get the talent that they should have on their offensive line in the draft, free agency should have a little maybe focus a little bit more on that. I still think by week nine, whatever you're dealing with on your roster has had time to kind of figure it out and be able to give you some kind of protection, <laughs> hopefully at that point. So I think that I think it'll be an, again a fun game to watch. We saw it last season. Those fun games, a shootout, Baker Mayfield versus Joe Burrow, the gunslingers again. I just love these quarterback matchups. They're just so much. They're just <laughs> these are the games you, you're excited, keep you on the edge of your seat. But I don't think it, I don't yeah. think it's going to be as close as it was maybe last season, where like down to the wire kind of win. Yeah, I do think you, a lot of a lot of uh, gunslinging for sure. You see those arms in use and get to see the skill of both of them. But I think the Browns should take this one Uh, again. I'm giving them another win. Uh, And it should be, should be a little easier than their matchup with the Steelers. I think because there's not so much of a passion between the two. There's not that rivalry. They're a rival because they're a divisional foe, but they're not, there's not that heated passion.
1: Sort of. And the Browns
2: are a better team than the Bengals, even with Joe Burrow playing at his best. Uh, And so I give Cleveland the win there. I think it'll be fun. They swept them last year, not to foreshadow, but I think the same thing should happen this year, too. So this is the first matchup of uh, the two, and I think they win this one, and they should
1: look good doing it. All right. Uh, Chad?
3: Yeah, I think the same thing. I mean, I think the you know, for as bad as that Steelers offensive line is, the Cincinnati Bengals offensive line is even worse. Uh, you know, they the, the one thing it, it, it was almost like the one thing it, the, the Bengals kind of did what the Bengals kind of did what Browns teams would have done in the past. You have an obvious need. You <laughs> you had. Oh, my to protect, gosh. You had to protect Joe Burrow. This also you had to find some sort of and they did not do that. They went with a receiver. They went with like they went with so the shiniest. Crazy. They went with the shiniest uh, piece of jewelry in the jewelry box in, in, instead of. I don't know the the the, the copper bracelet, which which was the, the <laughs> offensive line that they needed to protect. Everybody Joe needs Burl a from. copper bracelet. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, pretty much, <laughs> and, and 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 they didn't do that. So I I think I think Miles Garrett and Jadavion Clowney and the rest of the Browns defense are all over Joe Burrow all day, and, and I think this is a convincing win for the Browns. Nice, Joseph.
4: The first person I thought of when we signed Jadavion Clowney was joe burrow and how bad i was gonna feel for him when he's just <laughs> like taking this onslaught of this defensive line that the browns have like it's not gonna be a fun day for him and he's got to do it twice in the same year like that blows um browns are gonna win no problem they're gonna they're, i'll call it now they'll sweep the bango bangles
1: Bangos. bangles Bangos. the bangles the Tungy old eighties. Like, the old yeah. ladies band the bangles uh yeah listen same browns win Uh, I think, again, at this point, I think defensively you're going to start to see a Browns team that I'm thinking a lot of people are kind of doubting here in week two. I think, again, by week five, I think you're really going to start to see them come together here. I think in week eight, I think you see the Browns defense and for the rest of the season really cruising. Like I feel like you see the Browns defense be what we thought they would be when they signed Troy Hill, when they signed John Johnson and Jadevian Clowney, and we get all excited about – Uh, the Malik's and, and uh, uh, Jeremiah Osu-Koromoa. I think all those guys, I think the whole thing is gelling at this point. I think the Browns go down and smack around the Bengals. I think, again, they make life miserable because what were the Bengals doing? Not addressing that offensive line after your franchise player got hurt last year. It makes no sense. They're going to pay for it in that game.
3: And the defensive Uh, questions are legit right now, but you know, you got to give them time. Right?
1: Yeah, for sure. Uh, Week 10. The Browns travel up to the Bill Belichicks, Mac Jones, uh, and just whoever else plays for that team. And they play the New England Patriots in New England. Cameron.
2: See, the only thing that I don't love about this is that there's the streak and there was a streak with the season opener. And that has not been broken. That wasn't broken this uh. year. And there's a streak about <laughs> beating the Patriots and play left field, so you know what? Ah, it's tough. It's tough, but and then and to credit the Patriots, not just the streak. They have a good defense. It's re, it's revamped. They bolstered it. They got four interceptions, I think, last week. I mean, they yeah. they're good defense. And so that will be a challenge. But this is the streak. They didn't the Browns didn't break the streak for the season opener, but they can break this streak. And this is when they do it. This is where they break a, a streak. Finally, people get excited about not just the win, but something, you know, to hang your hat on, like put the old Browns in the past. We're always looking to do that right here in Cleveland. We're always looking to bury the old Browns in any way we can. Anytime they break a record, it's like, okay, yes, that's over. And so this is that another way to do it. I think it's a, a way to get fans excited. And I think this is the one where they can do it. And I, I really think that this is, the streak will be broken. The Browns will beat the Patriots. But I don't think it's going to be super easy. I mean, the Patriots, even without Tom Brady, it's still Bill Belichick. He still knows what he's doing. <laughs> he won't go away. Retirement is knocking. I like how you said that between like... To Retirement is knocking and they just keep saying no. <laughs> they won't let it go. And good for them for having such great careers. But it's time to end the streak. Cleveland's got to take this one. They've got to break some kind of streak this year. Just. Give me a headline to write. Give me a story. I like
1: like how you said Bill Belichick with like a clenched jaw. It's hard to say it. Bill Belichick. Bill Belichick. I mean, you
2: know, great career, career, but man, but man, (laughs) (laughs) my whole life has been a total bummer for me.
3: Yeah, you know, I heard he hates Teddy Bridgewater too, Cameron. Oh well, you know what? No,
2: absolutely not. Pull respect down the drain. If I had to vote for him, I know he's going to end up in the Hall of Fame. But like, I wouldn't vote for him for that reason. If he told me that he hated Teddy Bridgewater, Go Go do that
3: coach. Person. Thoughts on Teddy? Thoughts on Teddy? <laughs> on the market? We're We're
5: on
4: okay. the market
3: for him? All right, Chad. You know it's funny because I, you heard me laughing when you said like week ten at the Patriots, like it's. I had to laugh because it's just I'm not so used to this. It's I, I was laughing because it's like, God, that's another game the Browns can win. <laughs> like, it's another game the Browns can win. And the only reason I think the Browns can win is be, is because of Mac Jones, another rookie quarterback. I think, you know, this defense can wreak havoc on them. Uh, it's going to be tough at Gillette Stadium. Uh, this isn't going to be easy. This is going to be another one of those dog fights. But give me the Browns and a close win.
5: Wow.
1: All right. Taking the win. Joseph. Definite loss this game. No,
4: nope. I think that the Patriots have just an absolute elite defense. They, what? the Browns aside from, I mean, who else have they played that has a good defense by this point? Like maybe the bears have, or the Steelers have the next best defense, but this is like the first true, like elite defensive test. I think that they'll experience. Um, I don't think that they're going to handle it well. I think that this will be kind of a sleeper game, um, for the Browns, I think that they might just get caught off a little off guard on this game, and I have to add this
3: has a loss here. Wait, hold on. What 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 month are we in? What well, month are we in? Week
1: ten. I don't November. remember when that is. November. Yeah.
3: Hmm. Could be rain. Okay. Could be snow. Oh man, that's weather dependent. That's weather, weather dependent. dependent. It was weather dependent last time. Uh, no, it isn't. What are you guys talking uh, about? Right, change change
1: it change it. I'm gonna get a loss. Oh, I mean, goodness. I
4: don't want to celebrate that. Sorry, I, I want to be right, but like, I don't want I'm to. I'm
1: keeping celebrate. my win. Weather- don't change my Hell yeah, I'm don't giving him a win. I think this is a definite win. What are we talking about? Yeah, Joe's right. The Patriots have an elite defense. No doubt. Their offense sucks huge, sucks big, huge, terrible suck is what the Patriots offense. You want to just say something Jones? else there? I yeah, I in totally. Did, but you I, hold to else there. I hold myself back. I hold myself back. Mac Jones could be fine, could be fine. But if it's a weather game, which team do you count on to run the ball better in that game? Uh, James White. Harris, obviously. And Damian, Damian Harris? Harris? <laughs> nah. <laughs> we got Nick Chubb and we got Kareem Hunt. We got a Demetrius fumble. Twi- Nick Chubb fumbled twice the last time he was up there in a weather game. Nah, nah. This game is I mean, all about. I, I, think, I think Chad's explanation of the Steelers Browns game last time is a really good explanation for I think this one goes 20 to 7, something like that. The Browns go in there. The Patriots are not going to threaten to score again. I just said in the last game. I think the Browns defense is really going to be clicking. That's not going to be a problem with this New England team.
4: You don't know if they Clicked
1: though. Sometimes
4: no. you come unclicked.
1: This is this is uh, full click for the Browns. You win. Come un- <laughs> you Come unclicked. <laughs> full click. Browns win. The
3: remote. The remote. You push the off button on the remote. Yeah.
1: <laughs> Battery died on the clicker. Uh, ooh. Uh, all right. The next week, the Browns come home. And they play Jared Goff and the Detroit Lions. Oh, my God. um, When do we play the Ravens? When do we play the Ravens, for God's sake? They have bit. (laughs) The Detroit Lions have bit zero kneecaps so far in this season. Zero kneecaps have been bit. Uh, They traded all of their wide receivers and then brought in Jared Goff, who has to just hate his life. Uh, Cameron, the Detroit Lions.
2: I want to read an excerpt from a story that I wrote when the schedule got released before there was even dates, just the home and away games Uh, with the Browns roster, a Detroit win should not be expected in week 11. I stand (laughs) by that. The Lions are in rebuild mode. They are what the Browns looked like years ago. (laughs) We know how that plays out. They are an NFL team. Still, they looked pretty good against the Packers. At the first part of the game, you know, they, they came out, they, they held their own for a second <laughs> and then they remembered that they're the lions and what they're, <laughs> what they're doing and what they're trying to achieve here. So the Browns have no business losing this game. They, if they lose this game, it is a trap game. It's embarrassing. You would hate to see it. There would be no excuses barring many serious injuries to, high point, like the only way you like or you know a COVID situation like against the Jets those are the only things that could take you out of this game nothing else yeah. aside from that should make you lose this game so they cannot I cannot at least they couldn't they give them the win make it capital the big old Boom. underline at three times I don't know what you have. To
1: do. how do I hold on let me sound like an old man for a minute how, how do I make this W on my iPad bigger like, yeah, I don't know how to do. At this. least,
3: at least we are Detroit. Uh, <laughs> yeah. This uh, yeah, not this Detroit. Is bit, like, like you said, that, you know, um, with the Broncos, like The biggest. This is the biggest win of the season for me. This is going to be the most convincing win of the season for me for the Browns. I, I mean, I, I just everything Cameron said. You know, it's like forty-two to seventeen. Give me that. Like, like the Browns are going to just blow out this Detroit Lions. soon.
4: Joe. Somebody say trap game. Oh, here it goes. You, no, no, that
1: was the Eagles game last year. Remember that?
4: <laughs> I know. That's why I brought that <laughs> so up
1: convinced. again.
4: Uh, no, unless we see the second coming of Christ when Jared Goff has like four garbage time touchdowns against the Browns, um, there's no shot like, absolutely no, no shot. Easy, easy.
3: But way. the Eagles were a trap game for Jackson. <laughs> <laughs> Oh my
4: god. Might have been wrong on one pick last year, but I had you the right wrong. record at the end of it.
1: You were definitely wrong. Uh yeah, win. Win Lions. Uh I, I I the only reason I don't think it's like that, Chad. And this is the only reason, is because I do think that I think the Browns just run the ball all over the Detroit Lions. I don't think this is like an air it out score a ton of points. Like for me this very much feels like twenty-eight to seven, but it's like Twenty-one to nothing in the first quarter, and then the Browns just coast to a win. You know what I mean? Like that's what this game feels like sure. to me. Uh, uh, so maybe just as dominant as like a blowout win, but I, maybe the final score doesn't necessarily fl- reflect that. But I, w- I will tell right. you, I think, I think Nick right. Chubb and Kareem Hunt are just off the off Forever, the charts. You said fourteen
3: game. points is a blowout in the NFL, so for,
1: no, for real. For I, I just <laughs> meant like, like I think they're gonna blow out the Broncos like big time. But this one, I think. Right. Yeah, I think it's just a, a controlled win. All right, so let's let's wrap these two things. Cameron, let's wrap these two things into one conversation so that we're not just having the same conversation back-to-back. Week 12, the Browns travel to the Baltimore Ravens. Week 13, they get their bye. Week 14, they come home and play the Baltimore Ravens. Uh, for those of you wondering, if you haven't looked at the schedule, the Ravens are playing in week 13. They are playing another team, so they don't have that bye week in between. So a back-to-back home-and-home with a Browns bye week, not a Ravens bye week, in between. So, Cameron, let's go with both of those games. How are you feeling about that situation?
2: So first matchup on the road against the Ravens. Primetime game. Uh, saw what happened last time. Under the primetime lights. Yeah. The trip it was that- off. Awesome should have been a little longer <laughs> have Lamar Jackson then out a little bit longer. They would have yeah, probably right. got that win. Um, and as much as the Browns are looking for a revenge game against that and to try to, you know, I think that might be a motivator. I'm going to give this one to the Ravens. I think the Ravens take the first one. Uh, they, they'll beat the Browns. The Browns will take that loss into their bye, reflect on it, fix the mistakes that they made. Um, I think it'll be a good game, probably close, another battle. Like we'll see, but I think the Ravens will will take that one. Um, then the Browns enjoy their bye week. Remember what they what they did wrong, and then they come home and they play the Ravens again. But the Browns are going to be fresh, and they're going to have that loss heading into them. So, second game at home, I'll give this one to the Browns. They beat the Ravens on their second go around. Uh, especially with the Ravens, they don't have that vibe and they'll have just played the Steelers, which I don't think the Steelers are a huge threat, but they are an AFC North matchup heading into the end of the season where these things matter. So I think that game will be a tough one for them. Um, Kind of wear them down a little bit. And then they play the Browns. Browns take this one. So split it one and one Browns lose the first one, but they take the second.
1: Boom. Chad.
3: Yeah, I mean, I'm going to do the same thing. I mean, there's really nothing much more to say uh, after what Cameron said, other than the fact that, yeah, you know, I'm not convinced that the Browns can beat Lamar Jackson twice in a season until they actually do it. So, uh, I mean, yeah, yeah, one and one. You know, I think they lose. I think they lose on the road that first one, and I think they come back and they get a win.
1: Joe, are we going to keep that train rolling? Absolutely not. Oh, no.
4: That's, that's my hot take. My hot take of uh, this, this schedule game is going to be that the Browns are going to sweep the Ravens this year. Whoa! Whoa. I
1: know. What?
4: Wait a minute! I think, uh, you know, the Ravens have had some injury troubles on defense. Obviously, their running game is not even though they have Lamar Jackson, so you can't really talk against that, but your running game is not necessarily quite what it has been in the past, and that's I guess to remain to be seen as well, but I think that the Browns are coming for a vengeance. And I think that they want to establish that they are the dominant team in the AFC North this year uh, and going forward. And I think they're going to prove a point in both these weeks,
1: man. I'll tell you what, if that happens again, especially if we think what's going to happen for the first part of the season, the Browns should come into those games with a good record right off the bat. If that happens, this place is going to go ballistic uh, because all of a sudden uh Super Bowl expectations are very real and they get real. Or if you sweep the Ravens, I'm going to come back to reality for a minute and I'm going to do what Cameron and Chad both did. Uh, yeah. I think, I think you've, you've played a long season through 11 weeks. Uh, you've played a good season. If, if the records indicate what we kind of have uh, and I think the Baltimore Ravens are a really good football team. Again, a little bit of it goes back to my explanation on the Cardinals. Like, They're a really good football team. If the Browns are going to get beat, I don't think it's going to be the lions. I think it's going to be a team like the Ravens, a team like the Cardinals teams that are going to get them. But what a gift, like what a gift the schedulers gave to the Cleveland Browns here, have the Ravens. And then you go ahead and take a bye while they play and you can come back and play them. So you're fresh off of a game against them, which I do think the Ravens win at home because they're really good. Uh, And I think the Browns come back and, uh, uh, and, and and right the wrong from two weeks earlier. And in week 14, they get a win against the Ravens. So uh, we all have them winning that week 14 game. Joe has them winning the week 12 game, while Cameron, Chad, and I all have them with the loss. So then we enter the back end of the schedule, four games left. Uh, a team, maybe the biggest surprise team in the league so far this year, after they play the Ravens on that uh, three, two out of those three weeks, Week 15 is the Las Vegas Raiders who have started this season with victories over Baltimore and over Pittsburgh. The Raiders come into Cleveland week 15 in the cold. Cameron.
2: So last season, not so great. Oh, (laughs) they needed a buy. They didn't have the (laughs) buy. They were clearly exhausted. They didn't look great. Weather was gross
1: gross so
3: gross <laughs> yeah was this the was this the grapple game it was yes yes it was the, it was the, it was the grapple
1: jesus <laughs> christ <game. laughs>
2: at this point grapple gate. you have to hope that the weather is not that gross but it's december 19th correct so it probably is going to be that gross
1: <laughs> correct so yeah, yeah.
2: You know, I do think the Browns are still a better team. The uh, Raiders have been a lot better than I expected them to be. Their defense looks good. Max Crosby is a stud.
3: Highest rated yeah. edge rusher right Unreal. now. Unreal. Yeah.
2: He is the key, I think, to stopping these elite quarterbacks. He's got them figured out. He's He's got it. We're early on, Like this could just be a fluke. But I think that he's really good. And so that's going to pose a very very big threat to the Browns. I don't think this is on paper. And I looked at it earlier when the schedule was released. I thought maybe it would be a little bit easier than it's going to be. I still think the Browns win, uh, but I think it's going to be close, especially if there's weather. I think it'll be a low scoring game if there's weather, but I think the Browns might edge them out. But I do think, I think it's going to be if the Raiders are playing real, like what they are right now, if what they've shown the first two games is who they will be, they're gonna be a team. I mean, they're, they're, they could be. Yeah. They could be really good come the end of the season, yeah. and they might be fighting for something. And so, I think this this could be a really tough matchup for the Browns. But I do, I will give them the edge because I think roster wise, the Browns are better. They have a better quarterback. They have better offensive weapons. And as much as the Raiders' defense has looked incredible, I still think the Browns at this point. This deep into the season, that defense should have clicked and then on paper on the roster, the Browns have a better defense than the Raiders too. And if, the, and if they have clicked by this point, the Browns should be able to take this one. But I do think it'll be uh, maybe a low scoring game with, with any kind of weather, uh, but the Browns edge them out and, and take that win.
1: Nice. Browns beat the Raiders. Chad?
3: Yeah, I think this is going to be a low scoring game, but I'm going to give this a win for the Browns. But, you know, the funny thing is, I think if this game was in week five or six with the way the Raiders are playing right now, because don't forget, David Carr is leading the league in passing yards right now. I I mean, he is through these first two weeks, he's had sort of an awakening. Uh, But, you know, through the grind of the season, you know, uh, yeah, I agree with Cameron. There's, you know, the Browns are deeper, the Browns are a lot more talented. Uh, right now, at this very moment, and I think the Browns win it in the close one.
1: All right, Joe? Uh,
3: I got another loss.
1: Let no, go with the loss. loss? All right.
4: I hate to, I'm not trying to do it because I hate the Browns. I just, I'm going to go with the streaks on this one. We haven't beaten the uh, Raiders for seven years, and I don't think that's going to change this week. I think that, um, you know, at the end of last season, they were the only team or one of two teams to beat the chiefs last year. Um, and they also have come out of the gates just like absolutely insane. I think that they are poised for a really big season this year. I, I, I agree. I think they're going to be fighting for something at this point in the season. I don't think we're going to be fighting as much as they're going to be fighting at this point in the season, to be honest. And that's a plus for the Browns. So um, I'm going to give that one to the Raiders.
1: Uh, I'm going to give it to the Browns and I'm going to give it to the Browns because the Raiders under John Gruden are always pretty decent weeks one through eight of the season and under John Gruden weeks nine through well now 17 the Raiders suck the back end of the year another gift from the schedule gods thank you for giving us the Raiders on the back end of the schedule the Raiders are always worse the back end of the year under John Gruden they come out on fire everybody's like whoa look at the Raiders they might be all right this year and then they are a dumpster fire the back half of the year I think they will be that again although I do think they are a little bit better than what they've been in past years I think again I think Carr has looked better. I still, you know, around Carr, I don't love Jacobs. I don't love the running game. I don't love their offensive line. I don't love their receivers. There's not a lot to love on that offense. I think as the year goes on, I'm not sure that they improve all that much. Defensively, I think the Raiders are okay. So I kind of agree that this is December in Cleveland. I think this could be one of those kind of 17 to 10 kind of games uh, but I think the Browns pull out a win against the Raiders. Mike Allstott available? Gruden would love him. He, will, he would pick it up. He would pick <laughs> up Mike Allstott, man. Uh, so then, this one's great. The Browns are playing on Christmas. It's a gift to all of us. Santa is bringing us here in Cleveland. He's bringing Merry us all Christmas, a gift. Oh. Is, like, is this like NSYNC?
2: Happy holiday. Ah, oh, Gary's That's one of the best Christmas yeah. songs Oh. out there ever what not it's yeah, not the be best oh, only only second to mariah, mariah no chris brown this christmas come on wait 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 what yeah <laughs> i love mariah Carey. yeah i get it i know but it's just it's so cliche
3: <laughs> chris brown oh. well yeah I, listen I, we're yeah, hip and trendy on we here are now. Hip and
2: trendy. we are hi oh i <laughs> yeah, oh uh I
3: mean totally Chris Brown this Christmas. I totally heard,
1: heard. <laughs> Dang. I'm gonna have to go listen to this guy. guy. You now. Chad, Ch- that was good, man. That was that was a little Joey Fatone going on there. That was that oh, was God. real nice. What you should be on the Mass Singer. I've got to so that Fatone's we don't have to see your too. face. I've got next Joey time belly you sing. <laughs> <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> All right. So the Cleveland Browns. Uh, again, we're all getting a gift Christmas morning when we get we we wake up because that day uh, the Cleveland Browns are going to Lambeau Field and they are playing the Green Bay Packers on Christmas, December twenty fifth in Green Bay. Uh, how are you feeling about that one, Cameron?
2: Put the L down in the column. Put the L down in the column. They could. They're the Browns. They've got a good team, obviously. But if I'm thinking logically here. You're going against Aaron Rodgers, who had a really rough first game, but then showed up week two. We yep. call okay. Aaron Rodgers, he's still Aaron Rodgers. So you've got Aaron Rodgers, you've got all of his offensive weapons. Adams, Jones, just ridiculous. Just arguing all that scantling. Like, I mean, you've got their whole roster, Is just they've got so much talent, right? They're a good team. They're a really good team. Yeah. And it's Christmas. Nobody really wants to be like. They want to play, but it's Christmas, which means it could be snowing. And if it's snowing at Lambeau Field, I cannot, in my, in good faith, tell you that I think the Browns are going to win, because that's too much. It's just, too, it's too much. So I give the Packers the win. I think the, you can't count the Browns out by any means, and it would be a lovely Christmas present to all in Cleveland if the Browns pulled out that win. I just think the Packers. Are not only too good, but I think that the situation and the circumstances that could be facing them in Lambeau Field on Christmas Day, snowy, white Lambeau Field, which is like a dream for me. Like, <laughs> like that is a bucket list, right? Go to a game, see Lambeau Field in the snow Christmas Day. That'd be crazy. Minus, in, in minus 144. <laughs> weeks. You bundle yeah. up it, it's worth it. You drink
3: no, no, I know. No, 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 I know. Sack up, Chad. Sack you, up you, and go you, to the game, enough, damn it. You, you
2: take enough cacti,es right? Cacti. <laughs> yeah,
1: yeah. You drink the cacti,es.
2: <laughs> <laughs> you'll be good to there go. There you go. That's uh, the game plan. So I give the Packers this win, but the the Browns shouldn't ever be counted out by any means. But man, course. those circumstances are just too hard to not pick the Packers.
3: Yeah. Sidebar. Uh, yeah, I was gonna say sidebar, piggybacking off of in-sync. Did you guys see that? Like in-sync Backstreet Boys, and like boys oh, yeah. to men have all joined forces on some sort of tour now. It's like Joey Fatone, Lance Bass, the, the, the really, the the really good singer that goes on all the runs on boys to men. And then like the <laughs> other, you know, they they're like the Backstreet Boys, like, <laughs> like, 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 like they form like a guys. super group, <laughs> like form a super group. Um, anyway. Uh, yeah. Yeah. Uh, this is a loss for me. Uh, I mean anybody who doubts Aaron Rodgers after one bad game is just a moron uh, because throughout his career he's just he's he's one of the most elite quarterbacks ever uh, to play sure. the game so uh, I mean I think and, and he returns all of his weapons from the highest scoring offense in the league last year, and I don't see the Browns shutting that down, uh, especially in Lambeau in december on christmas and and I think this is a loss for the Browns. Joseph
4: Wow my picks have all been kind of centered around a, my losses have all been centered around a defense that I think has the potential to put up a good fight against the Browns. I think that the Packers defense is, uh, dog shit. And I think that field is going to play Grinch and steal way one from the Packers in Lambeau.
0: Woo! Christmas. Not, miracles, easy, not easy
4: though. It's not because of Aaron Rodgers it's because the Packers are going to put up points um, but I, I, I think this is my opposite sleeper. I think the Browns
1: can steal this one away. Yeah, give me that win. I'm with you, Joe. Give me that win. And yeah, I agree. Packers defense, nothing, nothing to write home about. Of course, Aaron Rodgers is great. Of course, Aaron Jones. Of course, that whole Devontae Adams. They're great. They're great. Even Russell Cobb looks better when he's with Aaron Rodgers. Sure, but no. Give me, give me the Cleveland Browns. I think the Browns are a better overall team. I think they are they are again, I think they are built for a cold game. You get that offensive line moving, you get Wyatt Teller out there slapping some guys around. You get Conklin and Treder and, and that whole offensive line out there slapping some guys around. You get uh Hooper and Jim. Why, why are they why are they? That's insulting. what they're gonna do. The they're Packers. gonna slap around the, the Packers, Packers. on oh, wow. Christmas. <laughs> Christmas slaps for everybody. Uh and and I think I think the Browns can control that game. I I, I do I yeah, yeah sure. I'm not going to say they're going to go in and shut down the Packers offense. Nobody does that. Nobody shuts down the Packers offense. I don't think uh I do think for the Saints. I do think that the that the Cleveland Browns can go in there and go toe to toe with the Packers and beat them. And so it's going to be a happy Christmas for everybody in Cleveland if uh, if Joe and I have our way. Uh all right. Week 17 Two games left. The Cleveland Browns go to Pittsburgh to play the Pittsburgh Steelers. Cameron Here
2: comes that foreshadowing. I said, I think this is the year they sweep the Steelers. You give them a win. I think they beat them again. They've gotten that streak beat. They they've beat the Steelers at Heinz. That's done. They can do it. They've proven it. Now we move on. They win. They should win. They reassert their dominance. In the AFC North, hey, we're the better team than you. We're going to take over. We're going to take over this. We're going to be on top here. And you you guys, you sit aside. So they take this win. Um, I think it might be a little less hard fought than the first time around, especially if the schedule goes the way that I think it will. <laughs> and my predictions are going. And they have a lot of wins under their belt. The Browns do. They, they go into this game pretty confident and, and and sure of themselves and they've they've at this point should have kind of figured themselves out. They they take the win and they're now the big brothers of the AOC North.
1: Go on. Let's go. Chad win. When... Put the W up.
2: Honestly
3: put the W up. I, there's there's just nothing that scares me. Again, it's gonna be another game where this Steeler defense appending uh, health uh is gonna keep a minute and I think it's just gonna be another kind of close not closer hard fought game, but it's just going to be another one of those 21 to 10, 20 to four to 13 type of games. I I, I think I just, that that Steeler offense just does nothing for me.
1: All right, Joseph
4: Uh, statement game. I think they win it pretty handily. All
1: right. Uh, I'm with you. I'm with you. I think, uh, I think the Cleveland Browns uh, walk in to Pittsburgh and like you guys have said, uh, there's not much left to be said there, I, even if the Steelers aren't great at that point, And even if the Browns are as good as we are all looking at them to be at the end of the season, where some teams might kind of be backing off a little bit getting ready for playoffs, all that stuff. The Browns won't do that in Pittsburgh. You don't do that in Pittsburgh. You don't back off the Steelers. I don't think the Browns back off the Steelers at all. I think they go in there and uh, and take care of business and sweep the Steelers for the season. And again, we get a Merry Christmas. We get a Steelers sweep for Happy New Year's. It would be great. Uh, So that takes us to week 18 for the first time in NFL history. It takes us to week 18, and it takes us to the Browns' final game at home against the Cincinnati Bengals. Cameron?
2: So this one was like a little on the fence, not because I don't think that they, I I mean, I think they should sweep the Bengals again, but depending on where the Browns are at, Uh, If our records Mm -hmm. hold true, there might not be a lot of starters in this game, might not need to play them, might not need to have that out there. So put the win down just because I can't say for sure who's going to be playing or not. But if they do lose, I think it's because they're not playing their starters and because they've already solidified themselves in the playoffs and. They get to rest people, and it's crazy that we're talking about that. The thing that they can do. This is something that the Browns could do. They could rest their starters in preparation for the postseason. That's wild. But Be amazing. On, right now, without any of that in consideration, just looking at the matchup, the Browns should sweep the Bengals for all the reasons I said before in their first matchup. Um, so they, they get the win on this one, but if they lose, I think it's because, of course, they're already in the playoffs and they don't need to win it.
1: All right, Chad.
3: Case Keenum's going to throw for 350 yards and four <laughs> touchdowns in this game. Uh, be earnest. I, yeah, I, I, I think this is. Yeah, I, I'm with Cameron. I, you know, I, I, I think this is a, a win, but I would not be surprised to see an L uh, here, just be, just because you know. If the, if the if the season goes in the direction that we all think it's going to go, the Browns are going to be in a position to where they don't need to play the starters in this game. So, uh, give give me a close win, but it wouldn't be, it wouldn't shock me if Cincinnati uh, turns around and 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 beats the Browns strictly because of no starters.
1: Got it, Joe.
4: Same deal, and this was my hot take of the season: is that I think they will sweep the AFC North. That's my hopeful prediction Uh, and they're going to come out of this with the win, barring that they're not sitting all their starters. Like you guys have said,
1: bold, bold. So I've I've got it as a loss. Uh, I've got it, but, but it's for all the reasons you guys have said. It's not because I think the Bengals are going to come in and magically be better than the Browns. It's because I think you do get to the point of the year where hopefully you're healthy. You've just gotten done with a Steelers game in Pittsburgh around new year's. It's that first time you've got 18 weeks. The guys are probably going to be a little tired anyways, and you're probably going to get them a little bit of rest before a postseason, which will happen if the season goes the way we think it will. So I've got it just pegged as a loss. Uh, again, not it would be maybe the happiest loss I've ever had as a Browns fan. Like Maybe <laughs> yeah. it would be the happiest loss I've ever experienced if they lose that game to the Bengals because they're resting their players for the playoffs. I can handle that. So, uh, So here we are. At the end of the schedule it felt very optimistic it felt good it didn't Mm -hmm. feel unrealistic so here's where we wound up i just tallied up the scores here chad you were the pessimist of the group i was joe cameron and i all had the browns finishing with the same record really oh Chad, you had them finishing one game worse okay all right chad has the browns finishing again factoring in that they're already one and one on the season Chad had the Browns finishing at 12 and five on the season. Whoa, okay. Cameron, Joey, and myself all have them at 13 and four. Wow.
3: I really felt like, wow. I, I, wasn't I, was a pessimist. I, I, I really felt like Joe had more losses.
1: Yeah. I thought I did too. He did not. He just picked losses. Like he picked the Patriots loss. Oh, and I didn't pick the Packers loss. You guys picked he picked the, the Raiders loss. Uh, yeah. Oh, okay. And you picked them. You didn't pick a Packers loss, and you did pick them to sweep the Ravens. So, yes. so you were optimistic in other ways. But yeah, Cameron, how do you feel about thirteen and I four?
2: Yeah, that makes sense. I see it. <laughs> I Feels like Pretty it. good. Huh?
1: Well, Achievable. Think of it this. Think. Think of it. Last year they were eleven and yeah. five. You're essentially only one game better than what you were last year, and I think this team is built certainly to be at least one game better than what they were last 100%. year. Hundred
2: percent. I'm good with that. I like that a lot.
1: I mean, I'm not mad
2: about it. Cameron,
5: Cameron, Cameron's <laughs> going
3: to go strutting in the office tomorrow, being like, this <laughs> one.
2: Go I tweet it I now. I just and put trend. that out now. People will roast me. <laughs> yeah.
1: yeah. So uh, with all that being said, if we get to the end, or the basically the middle of January at this point, and the Browns are in that position, uh, we're going to be doing this again with uh, playoff implications and all that. But uh, anyways... That is the schedule game. Is there anything else anybody wants to throw in before we uh, we end our special episode of the schedule game with Cameron Justice? I don't know. I might go watch some Backsync Boys videos. Back sync Nailed boys. it.
3: Nailed it. Uh, yeah you like that lady i like see it's a good name. it's a good name for her. i think the that's what
2: they named each other
3: boys. the back sink boys
4: see, but you're, you know what Do you're it.
2: forgetting in that because they're on tour you said boys to men it's 98 degrees come on get your boy band references straight wait what?
3: Yes. really oh, yeah. oh, it's, oh it's the bat it's the back sink band
2: but where's 98 degrees Do- in there what you gotta throw yeah. 98 yeah, degrees what? in there
3: Wait, 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 wait! <laughs> Backstreet Boys and InSync members join forces as BackSync
1: for Pride Week. <laughs> what? It's getting back back It just progressively getting worse. <laughs> I don't know what's happening here.
2: I know. All That's I know so is so that we're talking boy bands, and I'm here for it. I like it.
1: <laughs> I'm also down for it, but like, I need. If what? Uh, where first of all, where is O Town? Oh, listen. Uh, o O-T- Town. No. Ashley
2: Parker Angel <laughs> is doing his own thing. Ashley Parker
3: Angel. <laughs> we love ourselves some
2: Ashley Parker Angel. I have a picture of him with him when I was twelve. I had dinner with him. Wanted on a radio. It was what? great. Oh yeah.
3: Wait, you had dinner with him, him and his him?
2: wife. Yeah.
3: What? what? What a buzzkill. She I was. was so
2: sad. When I was twelve. <laughs> was a grown man.
3: <laughs> yeah. Apparently, apparently, you plus me does not equal up. <laughs> <laughs>
1: Is that what's going on? Oh, my God. That is hilarious. All right. We're getting off of Boy Bands. Cameron Justice, you've got the Cleveland Browns going 13 and four this season. And with any luck and superstition, you were spot on last year when we did the schedule game. Hopefully, you're spot on again this year. You know you will be, uh, if you're listening to this, you'll be able to catch Cameron literally all over everywhere where the Browns are, plus everything else that's going on in Cleveland. Because she covers news and and all the sports teams and everything. So get over and follow her on Twitter at Cami Justice. But Cameron Justice, thanks so much for coming back on and playing the schedule game with us.
2: Anytime, next year, the year after, you invite me, I'm here.
1: We are doing this, and you better be right because the 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 good mojo is going to keep. If I'm wrong, I'll never
2: come back on here again. Sorry. No, no,
1: no, 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 no we're going to go ahead and nix that. We'll just, we'll just uh, forget
2: that my prediction ever happened. We'll just move.
1: Cut that out. Just uh, cut that part <laughs> out. I love it. And you know, what? we're just going to go ahead and end the episode as well. So thank you to you, Cameron Justice, at Kemi Justice. And if you're listening, go follow us at The Garage Beers. If you're listening to this now, it's Browns, it's Bears Sunday. Justin Fields comes to Cleveland for his first start as the Browns look to go two and one. You know you can catch Chad and I, and maybe even Joe, on Instagram Live after the game. And otherwise, we'll see you on our next episode next week. Cheers, everybody.